0: You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hey, everybody. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Astrology Hub.
1: And I'm Donna Woodwell. I am a professional astrologer, the senior editor of Astrology Hub, and your cosmic weather girl for the day.
0: (laughs) And we're here for your weekly forecast for the week of December 10th, 2018. Donna, tell us what's up. Well, you know, as weeks go, this is considered
1: a nice, quiet week. And actually, right now, I think we could all use some nice, quiet weeks. huh? What do you think? For sure. Okay. So Monday morning starts off really well, but you might find that you need a little bit of a break on Monday afternoon because there's a disturbance in the force, as we might say. Uh, The moon is making a square with the planet Uranus, and that often is a moment in time, might last a few hours, when you might feel like you need a little alone time or at least some space for yourself. So you might want to budget that into your calendar on Monday afternoon, but the rest of the week is great. Uh, Monday evening is the last day of Hanukkah, great time to celebrate the energy of light in your world. So perhaps light a, light a candle for yourself, even if you're not Jewish, and perhaps spread some of that light into the rest of the world. It's, we're moving into the dark season of the year,
0: hence why light becomes so important to us all. Donna, you mentioned um, taking some alone time for ourselves on, on Monday night, I wanted to ask you if you ever find that difficult and what I mean is do you ever find it difficult to ask for what you need? You know, like you know you need downtime, you know you need alone time and yet so many people also need you. So is it hard for you to, to carve that out for yourself because I know that's a big challenge for me. I know it's a challenge for a lot of people. I actually
1: feel kind of fortunate because of the lifestyle that I have. Um, I'm a single parent, I spend half the time with my daughter and the other half the time being by myself, and I have so much control over my schedule, I can pretty much decide when, if I need alone time, I turn off the phones, and turn off the computers, and turn off really the world, and I can take a few hours, but I'm not the, I'm kind of unique in that, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah, I'm definitely realizing that it's something that I need to do. you You all might hear the little bit of cold in my voice in my voice. and what I'm realizing is that, um you know when I don't take it, i it's just everybody suffers. so it's it's really keeping in mind that it's the most loving thing to do to actually take the space when you need it. And again, I think, especially as women, you know, for you you women out there, it's something that we And again, I'll speak for myself, but I can end up feeling guilty about, but then it's like, gosh, the other way everybody loses anyway. So I may as well just take it.
1: You know, in the astrology where we use that metaphor of, you know, when you're on the airplane and they teach you, you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help the people next to you. Uh, I think it's kind of the same thing that when you are in a profession like astrology and you spend so much time helping other people, if you don't have the capacity to know, wow. I'm coming down with something or I'm getting really crunchy or agitated. You can't spread that to other people. You can't. You know, you'd be doing a disservice to your clients. You'd be doing a disservice to your coworkers. And so you have to learn how to manage your energy or you're on a track for burnout. And then you're not helping anybody. So I think this is just part of the process that we all, you know, learn to work with. And I, I do agree. I think it might be a little harder for women. We, we are always so concerned with helping the people around us and, you know, how can I support you? And, and it's a beautiful thing. But we also have to recognize that um, there are limits and, you know, you cross the limits, then... Not only are you not helping anybody else, they're going to come and have to help you because you're going to be in a situation where um, there's just not as much in your bucket as you would like there to be.
0: that is so true oh all right okay let's um let's go to Tuesday and Wednesday. Tell us about the middle of the week,
1: yeah, well, Tuesday and Wednesday have some great positive aspects going on you know in a, in astrology, when we look at forecasts, we know the week is quiet when not much is going on other than the regular moon aspects that happen from day to day. And that's the way this week, it's kind of a, um, you know, a rest and integration week so that our emotions have a chance to catch up with all the other things that have been going on. So Wednesday, when Mercury re-enters Sagittarius, um, it will be joining the Sun and Jupiter in that very open and optimistic sign. And so he'll be there for a few weeks. And he's not great at the details, but he does love, you know, embracing the big picture, embracing the bigger horizons. And so we've got a few weeks here to think about, you know, what the good that's in our life is and and what kinds of things we might want to visualize even for the next year or the next five years and, and allow ourselves to stop staring quite so much at our feet and lift ourselves up and look beyond of what might be possible. All right, so as we move into Thursday, the moon is in Pisces, which usually prefers sort of a dreamy creativity um, time to just feel the music of life, so to speak. but It's a super busy day at the same time. There's a lot of moon aspects going on. So when you have two conflicting energies like this going on, a very dreamy moon placement, but like, let's get this done. Let's get that done. Let's get this done. um, It can feel like you're running without a lot of time to process. So this is the day, Thursday, where you want to have your pen and pencil ready because ideas will be coming to you. But if you don't write them down and pin them down, they may be gone before you even have a chance to capitalize them.
0: Mm, that is such good advice. I was listening to what you were saying thinking, gosh, that seems like an impossible situation because I know for me when I'm in that creative place, it's, it's not conducive to getting things done and vice versa when I'm in that like busy, busy, get everything done. It's not very creative, but I love what you just suggested. So we'll have our, our little pen and paper or our iPhone <laughs> where we can put our notes and uh, just make sure that we capture the creative things that come in in between um, as we're running around.
1: I know. I, I keep a I keep a notebook in my bag now, old, old school with a pen, um, just for the number of times I wanted to unplug from my phone and wanted a space to be able to dream or doodle. Don't you miss the days when you could doodle? You can't really doodle on your phone the same way you could on scraps of paper.
0: No, it's such a great call. And I actually recently got a watch in order to um, not have to look at my phone as much because I realized like half the time I'm picking up my phone, I'm looking for the time. I was like, that's silly. I should probably just wear a watch. <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely, um, it definitely has changed our world dramatically. Tell us about the weekend. Okay. Well, uh, on Friday morning, the moon meets
1: uh, Neptune. And generally speaking, when the moon's with Neptune, that is a recipe for feeling like you're a little hungover or the dreams you had were very odd. So you expect you might need a little extra caffeine to throw away those cobwebs on Friday morning. Or if you have the luxury of having some time to sit and journal in your dream journal, that's not a bad time to do that either. Um, But the rest of the day is fairly smooth sailing. And it's even a nice night to go out and have some fun for a change, you know this is a season of light and darkness. And when it's a season of light, it's time to embrace those happy moments when we have them. Because once again, we've we've had a year that's been really, really rough and we all deserve a little bit more joy, don't we?
0: We do. I mean, Donna, when you say we've had a year that's been really rough, what would you say for 2019? Do you feel like it's going to be a reprieve or do you feel like it's more of the same? And I know I'm giving like a little sneak peek into our whole forecasting event for January but um just maybe give us a little <laughs> a little taste. Um 2019 is what I
1: another bridge year. At least that's what I'd call it. Um we are moving into some very intense aspects coming up in 2020 and all the way through 2024. So as things realign themselves, we'll have a little bit of space to catch our breath at least especially further in the year. Um, but there are, like, major aspects of, oh, my God, the whole world is changing, like there have been over the past few years, and there will be coming up in 2020, 2024, things like that. So um, it's, we're really in the space of realignment. And you know, sometimes that we get these breathing, this breathing room so that we can take the time to really go, what is important to me? What do I want? And, and start building it. And so it's very much a year where we can start building the new and cutting out the stuff that isn't serving us, so that we are ready when things get complicated in coming years. So I don't know how how would you rate that as the year,
0: Amanda? (laughs) I wouldn't call it a reprieve. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound. It just sounds like we that whole focus on getting clear, getting our foundation. Um, I, 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 for whatever reason, the time up until 2020, I always think of that house, you know, analogy of like building a house and thinking of right now as the time where you're building the foundation, which takes a lot, you know, it takes like the most time, but it's essential so that the house can stand for a long time. So I, that's, that's kind of what I've been thinking about this year and last year, um, especially as like a lot of the mundane things of life have like taken center stage. It's like, well, we kind of just need to deal with these things. Right. Well,
1: last year, or at the beginning of 2018, Saturn moved into Capricorn. And, and Saturn brings our energy down, downwards and stabilizes us and says, look at what you're doing right now. And Capricorn's all about working with the earth plane the, I had a friend who called it the earth plane, P-L-A-I-N, like plain vanilla. And I always thought that was really funny because, but, but it, it has that sense of, you know, you work with the physical three-dimensional reality, not as something that's boring and plain as something that's just a very dense expression of spirit and, and, and don't denigrate it as something that's less than it's we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience and therefore the physical experience is equally important. So Saturn and Capricorn gives us these three-year periods to really focus on those things. And as it plays out in the larger culture, it's more of an awareness of the environment and how it's shifting, more of an awareness of how our relationships with each other are shaping the world we live in. So it's, it's clearing out and, and, and like looking at the reality rather than what we just want it to be. And that's the way this entire year has been. uh, uh, It's putting reality in our faces, whether we like it or not. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful, all at the same time. Whereas this year, um, as a few weeks ago, Jupiter just moved into Sagittarius. Now, Jupiter encourages us to look up and look around and think about what's possible and to have some hope again. So this is a year when Jupiter is in Sagittarius and Saturn is in Capricorn, we need to do both. We need to both look at the ground of where we're doing right now and also look up at what a potential future could be that would make us happy. So it's a little bit of a stretch because we're being asked to do both simultaneously. And that's what is going to give its character feel a little less stuck than 2018 has been. It's still going to be work. But it's work that has one eye on the horizon because we have a better sense of where we want to go than we did in this past year where it's been more about the, oh my God, what's happening? And it's the best I can describe it.
0: I love that combination, that Saturn and Capricorn and Jupiter and Sag. That's, that sounds more balanced. Um, and if, for those of you who want to um, get our tips and tools for Doing goal setting for 2019 with Saturn and Capricorn and Jupiter and Sagittarius in mind. Make sure you tune into episode 005. It's coming at the end of December. And Donna and I will be focusing the entire episode on 2019 goal setting um, with the astrological themes and the cosmic curriculum in mind. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. All right, Donna, let's finish up the weekend. Okay, so
1: Saturday is a very probably the most complicated day of the week by being totally uncomplicated. So let me put this into context. When you wake up in the morning, there's just not a lot of energy. Um, It's the last quarter of the moon. And when the moon's at first or last quarter, the energy can feel a little more jagged. There can be a little more of a pushback from people around you, like you're having to get past an obstacle to get through the day. But it's happening simultaneously with this 12-hour void-of-course moon. And you might not have ever heard of that term, void-of-course moon, before. But basically what it means is that the moon, who, which has always had the role of taking the cosmic energy of all of the other planets and kind of passing it down to the earth plane, she um, amps it up or makes it easily digestible for all of us, um, so that we can harness it and use it to do our own um, our own magical workings, our own mundane workings, whatever we want to create, the moon gives us that lift. But when she has no energy to deliver, we don't get that lift anymore. It's just like, well, Amanda, you live on Hawaii. Have you ever watched people go um, uh, surfing? You know when they they all paddle out in between the waves and they wait for a wave to come. Then they paddle really fast and they get up on the wave and they let the wave carry them in. Well, normally the moon is that wave carrying in that planetary energy. But when the moon is void, it's that slack time where they're just kind of hanging out between the waves waiting for the next one. And so Saturday is an extra long waiting for the next one period. 12 hours for a void of course moon is a very long time. Usually it's 45 minutes and you miss it in the course of the other things in your day. So it's a time where we might feel like um, pulling back or just checking things off of our list that we already said we were going to do, or really not doing anything. You might find yourself binge watching some show on Netflix that you were thinking about watching and one episode and one episode turns into three episodes or 10 episodes and all of a sudden the day is gone. But it's your brain taking a rest. It's one of those natural rest periods that gets built in just like if you were hanging out on the surfboard and feeling the water move underneath you gently and not asking you to do anything.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Donna, I'm doing that on Netflix right now with this show, Grace and Frankie. Have you ever seen it? I, I haven't, it, but it's on my list. Oh, my God. It is so good. Oh, I, I, I can't stop watching it. Anyways, what I also was going to say is that Iluna is, a, is an app that I have on my phone. I think you told me to download it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's amazing. I can't tell you how many times. So it tells you what phase the moon is in. It tells you some information about the, the moon. And I can't tell you how many times I'll be going throughout my day and all of a sudden I have no energy or that thing you just said where you feel like you want to pull back And I'll be like, I bet it's a a void of course moon And I look at the app and it is and it's amazing how if we just pay attention We can actually really feel this, you know And there's so many times where we actually know what's going on Cosmically more than we realize and so much of the astrology is just confirming you know, that that we are tuned in and we actually could pay attention to those things a little bit more. So um, yes, thank you for that. I mean, astrology isn't originally, it's the
1: language we use to describe the energy that's happening on the astral. That's why it's astrology. It's, it's the energy of the astral plane. And astral just means where the stars are. And in, in this case, not where the stars are physically, but where they are spiritually and energetically. And so once, of course, everyone is tuned in because we all exist on that level too. It's just pointing out that level that we don't necessarily think about consciously. We feel it in our bodies. We feel it in our emotions and we feel it intuitively. And once you know what to look for, it's like, oh, of course, it's going to feel like that because you know what to look for.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, Tell us about Sunday.
1: Well, Sunday becomes much easier again. You might find – you wake up feeling happy. It's like, oh, okay. As your brain got a little bit of a reset on Saturday, um, you might feel the need to go ahead and start checking off those things on your list again. And um, so I I would assume Sunday is going to be a much more um, back-to-business-as-usual day for a lot of people. Um, The emotions, however, on Sunday night – are a little more intense. The moon is meeting the alchemical Pluto in the sky, and he brings up all kinds of things about the power and the movement of soul at the very, very base of reality itself, in a sense. And so it's a great time to spend some time with a partner if you really like being intense with your partner. Um, might be an interesting date light if you want to have that true heart-to-heart. Uh, otherwise, might be a time to curl up with a good book or your journal and start touching some of those, those deeper parts of yourself because they'll be a little easier for you to reach than they might at other times.
0: Very nice. All right, Donna, thank you so much, everybody. We hope you have a brilliant week. You know, one of the ways that I love to work with these forecasts is to actually listen to them after um, I've had a day and, and, and really just be like, wow, I did feel those things. I did experience those things. So um, I just encourage you to do that sometimes. You can listen to the forecast before the week. You can listen to the forecast in the middle of the week, at the end of the week, and just touch in and see how much of it has been true for you. And everybody, please make sure and tune in for episode 003, which is going to be happening or it's going to be released on Thursday this week. And it is an interview with one of our favorite astrologers, Rick Levine, about the astrology of consciousness. So tune in. Um, If you'd like to be alerted when that episode is live, make sure you sign up. Um, The link to do so is in the description of this show. And that way you can get an alert every time a new show is live. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode.